hey, you guys. I'm so excited to have y'all back once again for another episode of Black Canvas. I have an amazing guest that's going to be on the show today. And if you guys have not heard of him before, this is going to be an amazing introduction. We've been keeping in contact for the last couple of weeks, and we were able to make our schedules work, and I'm so glad to have him here today. His name is Sabo. He was born and raised in Budapest, Hungary. At the age of seven, he started his career in theater, and by his early 20s, he became one of the most successful musical operatic actors in his country. However, touring around the world in over 40 countries, he witnessed countless people seeking validation, authenticity, and inspiration. At the same time, his production team made him feel like he was never good enough, forcing him to constantly prove himself and work harder than others. By 2012, Dabo's focus turned to pop music when he competed on The X Factor, placing second for top male voice. This brought him clarity that being a solo artist in pop music serves as the perfect platform to heal and help others do the same. After 15 years of a successful career in Europe, Zabo moved to Los Angeles, California. His first American single, Permission, was released in 2019, but the entire music industry came to a halt soon afterwards. Today, with his two new singles and releases, Differences in Avatar, his mission is to inspire others to feel validated and to fight for what they believe in. And I'm just so very excited to have Zabo here with us. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you so much for having me here. It is absolutely a pleasure. I'm just so excited. And I have some fun questions I want to ask you. So if you're ready, we're going to kind of go into some questions that I think you might have a good time with. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. I'm really excited. And I have to tell you something in the beginning. So English is my second language. So if you don't understand what I'm saying, please just let me know. But I'm really excited to do this. Well, I'm very happy. And I, I know our listeners are going to enjoy you as well. So I have some fun questions. I'm going to go with the first one, which is, um, where do you see yourself in your musical career in the next 10 years? And the second part of that question is, what is your proudest accomplishment thus far as a musician? Well, um, let's start in the top. So I honestly, I'd like to be the first Hungarian singer who won a Grammy award. That's how I, I really see myself in, in about 10 years. I, I know it's a status, but, but someone like me who left behind, who left everything behind and came to this country to make it big here would give validation from the industry. For me, winning a Grammy would mean everything. And you know, little kid inside me dreamed about that for more than two decades. And that would be, that would be amazing. I, I also can see myself going back to acting and uh, making movies like, like Star is Born or Bohemian Rhapsody. I, I would challenge myself in that field. I did movies before and, and I loved it. But act... And being a rock star at the same time, that will be pretty cool. 
So oh, man, I love that answer. <laughs> yes, 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 definitely. And since you mentioned acting, did you do a lot of um, work as it related to being like a co-star in movies or short films or was it more like extra work? Or can you kind of tell us like more about that? Yeah, so in 2006, I was cast for a movie. It was a, it was a very artistic movie, kind of like a, like a Fellini type of movie. And I was, I was one of the main character in that movie but at that time I was 20 so I didn't really have experience and uh, and then I was focusing on more theater work so I, I didn't really have a chance to to make other movies and I would love to challenge myself plus if I could sing at the same time and like portraying a rock star singing and acting together that would be that would be amazing in the in the movie screen i think so too it'd be like a win-win for you and i love seeing movies like you mentioned like the star is born i i think that was such an amazing mm-hmm. remake of that movie with lady gaga and bradley cooper i just really get emotional every time i see it it's really great exactly exactly i i i, I haven't seen the previous movies so my first star is born experience was with the lady gaga movie and then i went back and i watched uh, the previous ones, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is what a great story!" And placing the story in different time, that was just that was just so different. And I I really love that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, "Shallow" is still one of my favorite songs that Lady Gaga is. It's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. When I when I heard that song, I was like, "Oh my God!" I. I wish someone would write a song like this song for me. That would be, yeah, that was, that was a great song. So, so Zabo, I actually like to write songs too. So like one day, if you ever like want to, you know, send me an audio to something. Deal. I got you. Deal. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> I'm on it. All right. <laughs> so speaking of artistic um, musicians and people out there in the music industry, can you tell me, is there one person that you would just die to collaborate with? collaborate with uh well i have a lot uh <laughs> but it's a never-ending <laughs> list but to make it short i would say panic at the disco for sure brandon yuri the lead singer of the band also has musical theater background just like me and he's he's a rock star so i'm i'm pretty sure i could i could learn a lot from him and and we could make something very cool and unique also, I would like to make music with uh, Simmel. I don't know if you're familiar with his work. He's, uh, he's an American singer, and I was very, very lucky to see him perform in L.A. a few months ago. And let me tell you, that show was one of my best musical experience. Like his voice, the vibe, the message of his music. Oh, my God, that was great. Wow. I, yes. I, I would love to, if it was me, I mean, there's a lot of artists I really, really admire, but one that would be what most people wouldn't expect me to choose would be like The Weeknd. I love The Weeknd because yeah. I just think like his voice is just so reminiscent of Michael Jackson to some extent, but he has his own style and he mm-hmm. can perform any type of song. And 
or Post Malone, who I really love him as well. So. Oh, yes. Well, there's a lot of great, great, great artists out there who I would love to collaborate. I, I just, you know, randomly picked this too. But yeah, my list is is huge. <laughs> Let me say and that. I, I love that too. I mean, that's the great thing about music. Like when I think of the Grammys, like you get to see so many different types of artists that you would never expect to collaborate. And you're like, wow, this is such an amazing experience to hear um, these people perform the way that they can. Yeah. Well, collaboration for me is more, it's, I know the audience when two artists collaborate only can see how they perform at the stage together or how they sing together at the record. But, but for me, collaboration would be also an amazing opportunity to learn something new, to experience something new, you know, and, uh, and, when I'm saying like Panic at the Disco or Simmel, when I saw Simmel performing in LA, I really thought that, wow, I could learn a lot from him, how to make music, how to articulate uh, a specific message, you know, through a song. Like that would be amazing experience. So for me, a collaboration is, is also learning and also growing together as an artist adding something, adding a value to for each other. Absolutely. And then, as you mentioned, you get to learn so much from them off stage and on stage, which kind of leads into my next question I had for you. Can you tell me like one venue that you performed at that was like one that you really loved the most? And the second part of that would be, how do you maintain your creativity as a musician? Well, let me tell you, <laughs> Coming out of the pandemic, any venues, what I can get, <laughs> I would love to perform. I can guarantee that all the singers or bands who's listening to this podcast would appreciate to perform in any venues at this time. But since in, I, I live in LA, I would say iconic places like the Hollywood Bowl, the Dodgers Stadium, Coachella would be a dream come true, or the Wembley Arena in London. You know, it's a status for every artist to appear on these stages at least once. But uh, also, I would love to go back to Budapest so then I can reconnect with my Hungarian fans. We have, a, we have our own Coachella type of festival called Siget Festival. And that's really popular in Europe. And, and that would be a dream come true to perform there for me. I love for that. Sure. I mean, I would love to see it one day for sure. Now, can you tell me like... Yeah, it, it was, it was yeah. so funny that my, my Hungarian fans texted me, uh, I mean, DM me on Instagram. And uh, they've been in the Siget Festival uh, when Justin Bieber was performing this summer. And they were like, hey, so don't you want to come and sing before Justin, like that would be, that would be amazing. We would love to see you there. I'm like, Oh yeah, I, I would love to go there, but actually I'm in San Diego now, so I cannot go, but yeah, it was just so good to have that feeling when my, my, my fans uh, saw Justin Bieber performing and they thought about me and that felt really good. That meant, mean a lot to me. I love Justin Bieber. He's one of my favorites as well. <laughs> now, I want to kind of talk about, I'm going to switch gears and go to the X Factor. Can you tell me what it was it like 
competing on the X Factor and also placing second out of the top male vocalists at, at the time. Oh my God, we can be here all day talk about the X Factor, but I'll make it short. Um, well, X Factor provide a worldwide platform for credibility, but it's also a reality show. Um, I'm really grateful because, because I could get more fans and I get a, I, I get a global recognition. Uh, but X, X Factor gave me a lot. Uh, and not just for me as an artist, for me as a human being. Actually, first time I thought, when I was in the X Factor, that was the first time I thought about leaving the theater to be a singer-songwriter. That show offered affirmation and, uh, and validation to be a singer-songwriter. That was, that was really a life-changing moment because I always wanted to sing. I started at the age of, three or four acting was something what came into my way. And I took it as an opportunity to get on stage and I liked it very much. But when I was in the X factor, I remember thinking, wow, that's what I really want. You know? So that was, that was a great, great experience. I really, really grateful that I could be part of it. Thank you for sharing that. I, I, X Factor is one of my favorite shows, especially the U.S. version. Now, the judges that you had at, on the show you were on, I don't know all the judges. Do you remember which ones they were and, on your season and which ones stood out to you the most, like supported you on the show? Yes. Yeah, so I, uh, I was in the Hungarian X Factor in the European version. So all the judges were really, really famous Hungarian musicians and singer-songwriters, performers, actors. And, of course, I had a mentor mentor, who kind of guide me through the show and, and give me advices. That was, that was amazing, having those people around me, very, very talented people who know the industry, who know how to create something. You know, that, was, that was an experience for me, what I've never done before, because performing at the stage in a theater, that's so different than performing in front of the camera. So I had to reduce my movements. I had to, I had to act differently. I had to sing differently. I've learned how to sing smoother. And it was just, it was just, something what I will cherish for forever. I've learned how to being a singer in that show, to be honest. Wow. I, I love that you said that because yeah. I think that the tone of, of a voice is something that draws a lot of uh, fans to many artists. But I think, like you said, it's almost like the texture of what you're singing and smoothing out your vocals. And then also knowing that when they have the grit and the rasp, in your voice, but especially when you're doing either rock music, or country music, or R&B music, sometimes you have to change the style in which you sing. But like you said on a reality show, it's almost like you have to cater to what the public wants to hear, but also just still staying true to yourself to the best that you can in order to not only get votes and, and to be able to get notoriety after the show is over, but just to kind of to 
continue to mature in your music, it's just important to be able to sing different styles in different ways. Um, and that keeps you marketable as a musician. Yes, the, the interesting part is that I, I was singing pop music before. I was in the X Factor in 2012. And before that, I was performing a lot of pop music. And when I came to the show, and when I started to sing at the show, my mentor and, and other people uh, from the cast, they, they turned to me and they said, hey, David, you sing, your voice is amazing, but try this, try that. Like, for example, <clears throat> in the theater, when you sing a line, like, let's say, oh, give me a line from a song. Uh, like, you mentioned Michael Jackson. When you sing, like, Remember the Time, and the way how he sing, it's like, do you remember the time? I, you have to, you don't sing the, the notes exact, like in the theater, you sing every single note perfectly. Like for, is that a word perfectly? No, it's not. Perfectly. Perfectly, thank you. So instead of singing, do you remember the time? It's not like that. When you sing pop music, you have to, you have to vibe with it. It's like, do you remember the time? You know, it's, it's just so different. And these small things, I had to learn this in the X Factor. And that was, that was like, wow, okay, I can do this. And then I went back to the theater and they would judge me and they said, okay, so I know you can sing pop music, but this is not pop. So just sing the way how you did before. And I was like, okay, that was, that was interesting. <laughs> I love that you said that. Cause it's kind of like being a chameleon. You have to be able to go with whatever project you're working on. But also like you mentioned, like with acting, it's very similar to acting, um, the singing aspect, just reading your lines, um, lyrical content with music, being able to be in a studio, the same difference if you're running lines or sides with, with the co-star. They're very, they have a lot of parallels of what you need to do in order of preparation, but it's pretty much what either the director or the musical executive or what they're looking for and just being able to convey that in a way where it can be yes. marketable. And I think you, you did well with just explaining that for um, especially younger artists or people just starting out in their career. This is just so important. Remember, like reality TV is just what it is. Reality television, it's not reality. <laughs> and so... There's so much stuff that goes on behind the scenes and um, yeah. that has nothing to do with you. And then you realize, oh, when I leave here, what do I do now with this platform I've been given? And how do I continue to keep momentum years later? And like you said, that was many years ago, but you still are relevant today. And it goes back into your song permission, which I really enjoyed listening to. Can you, can you tell me what went into the making of that song and writing those mm -hmm. lyrics to it? And, and when you released it, how did you feel after you heard it? Yeah, so we talked about this, the sound. And, uh, and let me tell you, European pop music is very different than American pop. So first of all, uh, the sound was really important for me. My accent, and I'm still working on my accent. Uh, I don't want to lose it. I, I don't think I will lose it at all. But, but it was really important for me to sound American. And uh, 
But also at that time, I just wanted to create something cool, you know, a good vibe, create something what Americans would like to listen. Because, because that's, that's my first, ultimate first uh, American single ever. Uh, and now I think more about the message. When I was in a studio creating my second single, Differences, or my third single, Avatar, the message got priority. Because somehow I knew that I, I got the vibe, I got the voice already. So, so what do I want to say? What changes what I want to make? Permission has, has a simple message. You know, it's a message from an, outside, an outsider guy telling you that, hey, if you give me your permission, I will give you something different. And, uh, and I thought, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a European guy coming to America, offering something. And, and that's, that's a little bit different. I need your permission for that. And if I get your permission, if you're listening to my song, if you're watching my music video, I will make sure that you're going to get something a little bit different. And that's it, period. That, that, was, that was the idea. And, uh, and when I introduced myself with permission and I started to making my second and third single, the message got priority. And, and now I'm more thinking about the message, what I would like to spread. I love that you said that, Zavo, because I gravitate to lyrical content and the messages or maybe even the hidden mes messages behind a song. That's something that I love about artists yes. more than the actual song itself, because I feel like if I can go back and listen to a song and then try to dissect what does this mean to me? How does it actually, you know, um, change my viewpoint about life or about maybe even the person performing it? in a positive or negative way. I feel like that's what makes music, you know, amazing is that you get to, to decide how you want to experience either on stage with an artist when they're performing live, or if you're listening to an acoustic version of a song or a remix, as we like to call it in the U.S., or if there's maybe just someone who is just doing a studio version of this song, how can I connect to it in a way where I feel empowered or I feel different? And so that's something I love to chase is the difference in, in the feelings of music. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's very interesting for me because, because my background is so different and, uh, and I came to this country to make it big here. I came here to learn how Americans make pop music. This is the home. L.A. is the home of the, the, the pop culture. I really came, I came here to, to really learn and 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 to grow but also i don't want to lose my 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 unique way to how i sing and how i pronounce words and how i how i address my message you know so i i really want to be authentic and keeping my european background and heritage and cherish that and transform it to 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 the american pop music and, and create something something a little bit different sounds american but also oh that's interesting you know something like that and i'm, I'm still i'm still finding the way i i'm not ready to i'm not saying that yes i i, I found my sound because 
I'm in the early stage here in America. I'm still, what is the word when you experimenting? I think you just use it. It's just kind of, you are experimenting. You're trying to define your sound. And I think you just explained it well, like that is experimentation. Like you're trying to figure out where do you fit in and under one umbrella. But I do want to commend you for being able to be authentic because I use an example, like if I hear Rebecca Ferguson or if I hear um, Ellie King, or if I hear someone like, um, trying to think of it, like Psy who did Gundam style, like you, you remember those artists and they still were themselves. They were authentically themselves, but they still were able to cross over into pop or R&B or whatever type of music. So I think you can still be yourself and still represent your music in a certain way where people will connect without having to fully conform, but also that people will still know there's something different about what they're hearing you that they wouldn't hear in someone else. Like, um, mm-hmm. I really hope I, so. I, well, I love it. Thank so. you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yay. But yeah, I wanted to just commend you on that. Like, cause that's yeah. one thing I love about your voice is that I can tell that there's something different, but it's something that pulls me in. And I feel like that is, an amazing fact to have and you can't teach that like that's not something someone can fully teach you you either have it or you don't and I think that's why you did so well in X Factor because you do have the star quality that not many artists can start out with and it takes time for them to learn to the best of their ability how to mimic others I think if you just authentically yourself you know people are going to want to be around that and you just made my day (laughs) thank you I really appreciate that Thank you. I, I was struggling a lot with my voice because, because I came from a classical music background. I sang opera, I sang operetta, I sang musicals, and then I turned to pop music. And, and I remember seeing a lot of artists, including the big, big rock stars like Freddie Mercury. Uh, even Beyonce had a, had a classical vocal coach that's classical music is the basic is is the base for everything that's that's something what you have to learn and then you can you can choose a genre but you have to learn how to sing how to use your voice and and i'm really grateful for for that adventure and experience what i had in the theater singing johann strauss and and uh, and and singing these beautiful classical music, and learn how to how to navigate my voice through that genre. And now I'm singing pop, but you can tell that that I. I mean, I hope so. But you just you just told me, so I I can say that you can tell that I have this background, and I'm really grateful for that because it's not just about it's not just about singing. It's about how to. You know how how you? Oh, I'm sorry, I lost. But <laughs> I I can talk I can talk about vocal coaching and and different genres for hours. I don't want to be boring. But yeah, I'm really grateful that I had that classical background. That's really important as a singer. You're right about that, and I'm I'm grateful too because like I said, I can tell that there's something different about you. And like I said, it's it's also what you have that's innate within your spirit and that people want to buy and consume your music and and support you because they like the person more than just the the song itself. And I feel like that is more of the marketable 
part that you have that not everyone will have. And a lot of times some people have just the look or they have, you know, the right producers behind them, but they don't actually have the right soul for it. And that's when you see longevity in careers when people really can match, you know, not only the aesthetic part or what they're trying to portray, but also who they are as a person. I'm gonna use like Lizzo as an example. Like she stands for oh, so many great things. So great. Yeah, I love her. I mean, she is just someone who I think is is changing the standard of music to a certain extent, but also she's not she's unapologetic about what she's doing and she's letting people know it's not okay to bully me or to treat me a certain way because of either her color or her size or the message or the the types of songs she's releasing. She's like, I'm gonna do whatever I want and you can either support it or not. And and I just like that about her. Because being fearless like that is what yeah. takes you to the next level in music. Yes, being who you are. Yes, beautiful. Absolutely. So I have a fun question for you. This one kind of goes back to your youth. So if if you can tell me, okay. um, what would you say to your younger self? You get to choose a certain age if you would like to. But if you could tell him something right now, what would you want him to know? Ooh, that's a good one. Hmm. I would say rely on yourself because you cannot rely on others. You you have no control in other people's behavior. You know, Jeriel, I I burn myself rely on others a lot. And I'm I'm sure this is one of the things what everyone can relate to. I think trust is part of our nature, but but then we learn our lessons and most of us learn it in a hard way. So we really have to know how to balance. And if I could give an advice to my younger self, I would, I would say rely on others because you cannot rely, uh, rely, rely on yourself because you just cannot rely on others. That would be a huge help. <laughs> you, you are yes. 100% correct on that. I, I think for me, if I had to give myself advice right now, based on things that I didn't know back when I was younger, it's definitely to be more self-aware because I think sometimes we lose that mm-hmm. awareness within ourselves because we are catering to others. And then also just to be resilient and keep fighting, no matter how many people are going to try to come against you. And it could be either they're jealous or maybe they, you, they're envious, or even if they're not, maybe they just have low self-esteem within themselves. So they want you to feel what they're feeling. Just don't absorb their energy, you know, stay focused on your own tasks and what's meant for you is for you and no one can take it away from you. And I think that's something I'm learning, you know, with years of experience and enough gray hair on my head. Now <laughs> I just have learned. <laughs> I've learned. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I can relate to that. Well, I hope you can't relate to the gray hair part. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> but I really have enjoyed talking with you. So I only have two more questions left. I'm going to combine these last two. So the first okay. question is, can you tell us what's next for you? And then the second part of that question is, can you tell our listeners, where can they find you online? Okay. So what's next for me is uh, I have a fourth single ready to release and I'm very excited about that because because it's a song about my journey 
uh, in my first, uh, my second single difference is I'm, I'm talking about uh, everyone us, every one of us like different things. And it's not about accepting everything, what we do. It's about meeting in the middle and, and find a way to understand each other's perspective. But that song is, is I'm, I'm talking to, to, to a person. So it's like, it's, it's about you. And Avatar, my third single, is that it's about take off your mask and be who you really are because, because we all have to wear a mask and, and using artificially created avatars to fit in or to look better. But we all need at least one person who can let us leave the mask at the front door so we don't have to act and pretend anymore. But So that song is also about you. And my, my fourth single what I'm about to release soon is, is about me, my journey. And I'm really excited to share that experience with my fans. And uh, I, don't, I don't have the date yet, but probably I will release it around November. Um, I'm constantly writing new songs. And the theme, what drives my vision is uh, overcoming hardships. I think everyone can relate to overcoming hardships. And there's a lot of story to tell. And... Uh, how how people can find me? Uh, I'm I'm very I, I love getting DMs f- uh, from my fans, so f- feel free everyone feel free to to uh, find me on Instagram. My Instagram is official sabo, so it's official s z a b o, and also people can find me on streaming services like Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Pandora, under the name Sabo. Well, I have just really enjoyed this experience talking with you, Zavo, learning more about your culture, <laughs> you as a human being. I think that you have so much store quality, but I think outside of just musically, I think that you have one of the most amazing spirits that I've talked to in a while on this show. And I feel like that comes from obviously your upbringing and, and the support you've had from your fans. And then also being in a strange city, trying to make your way, you want this, you're hungry for it. Literally, you want to make this as a career. And I just am very proud of what you've been able to accomplish. And I just want you to continue to succeed. And I will be here 100% to support and share your music as well. Thank you so much, Jeriel. I really appreciate this opportunity. And uh, thank you so much for having me here. I cannot wait to brag about this podcast to my friends and family. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I cannot wait to come it. back and share my journey with you in about, you know, a little bit later and tell you how, I, how, how, how I'm doing. That would be amazing. Oh, I will definitely have you back. I actually want you to be, come back on my second podcast, which is called Space Between, and then you can perform your music live for us. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> yes, so we'll get to hear your amazing voice, and then you'll be able to perform some, maybe some covers as well as your actual original songs too. So I'm just, I'm excited. <laughs> All righty then, I'm in. All Thank right. you. It's so excited. Thank you. And let's remember you guys, to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, we thank you so much, Zabo, for being on Black Canvas, and I can't wait to have you back soon, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I'll be back. Have a great day for you, too. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye.